Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you looking for a way to strengthen your mind in a fun and creative way? Would you also like to improve your connection with others, especially your loved ones? Fun makes us stronger and feel better. Games that engage, entertain, and stimulate the brain in fun and creative ways help us think differently, improve our concentration, and might even help us spend quality time with the person we're caring for. If you've tried other cognitive games and found them leaving you feeling dumb and frustrated, then you'll be excited to learn about a new option. You can have fun and exercise your brain right in your own home, or this program can be utilized in a care home setting. However you get your brain muscles on, you'll surely enjoy Neurosize. This episode is brought to you by Family History Film. Visit myfamilyhistoryfilm.com to find out how they can preserve your family memories in a fascinating documentary film. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those caring for a loved one with memory loss. Before we dive into today's episode, be sure to pull up any of my social media channels so that you can see the visuals that are part of today's episode. You can also dive into the YouTube channel and listen and watch this episode on my YouTube channel. With me today on the podcast is Gabriel. He is working on something called Neurosize, and we actually haven't chatted much before, so you guys are going to learn along with me today. So thanks for joining me, Gabriel. You got it. Tell me about yourself first and how you came to be working on Neurosize, and then we'll talk about what that is. That's a fair question. Um, I moved from Miami to Georgia to get into film and television. And uh, I did that for a while. I managed to, do, to get inside. And while working there, I, I felt there was a feeling that, I, that also led me to the arts, which was like a, I wanted to felt, feel validated, I suppose. A lot of it is what it is. So across from where I lived was an assisted living and uh, I volunteered there. And during the volunteering, I realized I was enjoying the time there because the people wanted to see me. So um, while doing that stuff and still working, turned out it was kind of an oddity as far as um, what was happening there because it was a male activities director. So he asked me, I, I found that out in retrospect later, but he had asked me what I'd be interested in working uh, in that industry with that company that had an opening at a sister property. And at first I was apprehensive. I started to do some research on it. My sister's an occupational therapist. So I threw the ball around with her and, and on paper, it seemed like it looked good, you know, for one kind of thing to have to evolve in your career. So I deviated. Uh, I guess what led me to film was, was a feeling of, of, you know, wanting to express myself with creativity, being an artist, but also 
something different that wasn't corporate oriented. And now I was just going to follow this feeling, but do it only if I had the um, accessibility to be creative, to utilize my still sets. So um, I ended up meeting the, uh, the property manager. They had a regional person meet me. I went through a list of a few things that I had ideas. It wasn't neuroscience yet. I just was trying to see how much freedom they would give me. A lot of my angle at that point was was novelty and making things fun. I didn't exactly know what I was doing, but I knew I could I could do something different. For me, I'm creative and I like to make things as you know unorthodox or obscure as possible. And then I just try to find a way to angle it to make it something that I can make my own. And I had an understanding of what it took to book um, vendors and people because I had the that aspect of it. And um, I saw an avenue. What I saw a lot was there was an inability for people to be, um, to show dignity. I don't, and I don't mean it in a negative context. What I mean is like people sometimes I would, I would see didn't know how to address people that had Alzheimer's and there was a bit of a disconnect. And I felt, I think they're going about it the wrong way. Maybe they, you know, should talk to them like a person, not revert to an adolescent. So I took kind of all these experiences and I thought of a lane or an area that I can create neurological brain activity, educating myself, not only with hands-on, but basically teaching myself through the internet, different aspects of neuroscience. I'm a nerd. So I just started to follow new people and just kind of absorb things and learn. And I said, all right, I think what I can come up with, with my background of design and art and creativity and personal experience, something that is dignified, that doesn't feel trivial or adolescent, but is like a line between validating neuroplasticity or an individual having to use their brain in a manner that isn't typical and in an entertaining way. And, and along the lines there, making games that also lift an individual up and also play on words and like i do a little bit of that kind of stuff to make you have to not only think about these things but you're you're applying a little more to it so and making it enjoyable um and that's i guess the description on how it's gotten to where it's at today are you finding seniors having difficulty transitioning to digital only since they didn't grow up with this? It depends on how you angle that question. So when I hear the question, I was, when I first started doing the digital, I had clients that already had relationships with me, so they adopted it, and I already kind of knew the audience. It wasn't as complex, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same as an interaction. Now, what has happened is that it's, it's I don't know, pivoted, or now there's been another, um, direction that's been taking place and now what i'm doing is i'm working with caregivers i realized there was a plethora of individuals that were home and there was something that they didn't know existed so tell me about neurosize i mean it's obviously brain exercises but can you either describe or run me through one of these neurosize games yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. So, since I'll be able to see it. I'm going to describe it too for people who aren't watching the YouTube channel, but you might want to check out the YouTube channel so you could see it too. 
I've played some of these cognitive brain games, and some of them are so hard because they throw numbers at you. What's your philosophy behind creating these games? I view it kind of from a physical component. Like biologically, we're all different. We all have different DNA. So what works for one individual doesn't work for another individual. You know, everyone's going to have a different reaction to things. And I think with, with cognition, from my experience, like when I tell people about my games and we're going through a session, the games also lend themselves to have, as we'll see now, sometimes they'll have a multitude of answers. There won't be a definitive answer because uh, some of my games are um, image-based. That category is called neurosauce. So neurosauce, um, everyone's interpretation of an image is different. So we all are, are basically um, products of our experiences and those patterns. And you might see uh, an image and you might see people and I'm, or let's say silhouettes of people and I might see that same image and I might say men or I might say women. And you believe it because that's how you associate it. So another little, uh, rather, another layer to the game is that some of these things, so individuals don't feel apprehensive, is if you understand that there's different answers you can get and it just makes sense at some degree grammatically or audibly, you're like, oh, that kind of sounds, then that's perfect. My, my job was to make your brain work different. Now, what the end answer is, it doesn't have to be definitive, not for all of them. So. Um, I'll show you now, but it's a fun, it's a fun little side note for people's brains and, and games because when people feel like, oh, I'm not good at Scrabble or I'm not good at whatever, whatever the game is, fill in the blank, I think you don't need to be good at it. As a matter of fact, you could probably be bad at every single game. Um, try something different. It's just that might not be your game. I tried, I tried different games because my husband is so good at so many of them that I have to find one that I'm good at that he's not familiar with so that I have a fighting chance half the time. <laughs> I understand. I understand. No, that's good. Okay, so let's share here. So we're sharing the screen. So this is kind of an intro. So every session, I kind of have a set. So when people, if I'm familiarized with a group of people, so let's say the city of Atlanta, I'm already familiarized with the, the people at their buildings. So I know that there are individuals that are more inclined to want more challenging stuff and individuals that want things or that can handle or metabolize things uh, at a slower pace. So when I have a, a group of people, I use uh, 11 by 17 laminated cards. I essentially walk in and I'll have um, I'll give everyone a few cards kind of already knowing who you are. I'll give you like two or three. And, um, and then for what's happened on the digital um, or the, the digitized sets is I come in with a set and I, I do, I, I guess I make an assessment with a person. I see where they're at once we do a couple sessions and then I start changing it. But through the, the hour, I'll start here. Um, and what this game, what you have in front of you is numbers. You, a lot of us have seen these things on the internet. It's nothing different, but it's, it's kind of different. So letters and numbers and the numbers are to resemble a capitalized letter so you already have a few points of reference in your in your subconscious or in your brain so and uh this one you want to start from the top left as if you were normally reading 
something. It's a phrase so. that's made up of letters and numbers. Correct. So it says, we're all in this together, make it worthwhile. So let's go here. Hmm. That one says, take a, oh, deep breath. Correct. Perfect. Remember how far you've come. So correct. There's. <laughs> so this one is, it's letters that have got gaps in them. So you kind of have to put the two, two halves together so you know what it says. Correct. So there's a few things that I play with. Um, there's the familiarity of our pattern of reading. So we're familiarized of going left to right. What you have presented in front of you, it seems familiar, but by making your brain have to process or read this information in a different way, which you may or may not see, I don't know. I'm kind of playing with a little bit of what you already know and giving you a little bit of something different. And you'll have either letters missing parts or I'll um, change the uh, typography or the design of a word, and you'll see how it evolves in complexities as, as we go along. What do you got here? So this one is, it's back, it's mirror image, and it's different Correct. fonts. Correct. And it says, when you can't find the, and this one word has been bugging me, S-U-N-S-H. Oh, sunshine, be Correct. the sunshine. Correct. Let's go, well, that's, Try here. So that one looked like an eye doctor test. It is. You want to go here? Okay. This is actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty, it's ingenious. All right. So here, the first aspect to this game, and these games lend themselves to a, a few uh, variables of time for individuals. So within an hour, you know, depending on the individual, I try to not let anyone get stuck on one game, but let's say I have an audience of people. For example, I have a few engineers that are clients of mine that reside in some assisted livings and if i make something new that they're not familiar with and they're adamant on wanting to solve it they will do the whole hour session on this one game and then they'll ask you know i'll bring it back the next session until it's solved so it's it's also it also offers a few different um possibilities as far as speed is concerned so there's i learned you know there's a lot of variances between individuals cognition so i can i work with individuals that either have early onset or you know maybe you might not even have alzheimer's but i also work with individuals that work in memory care or are far further along with alzheimer's and i've come up with different categories of games where hopefully people can spend it might not require so much of their brain but it might require some other time to get it all right, so for the sake of this game, the first instruction I'll say is how many words can you identify? And the follow-up is, can you see a phrase? Well, it says never, odd, or even. All right, so you And then we've that. got a bunch of circles with gaps in them that I'm not sure. That's more of the novel, the more of the novel component. Those are, this is actually the, uh, the typography from an eye chart. And if you, um, the phrase that you read is, is correct. And you can actually read it both ways. So it's actually an interesting, I guess, spin oh, to it. that's true. Yeah, see, it's forwards and backwards. Correct. So, and, and the further along I go with the games, the more abstract they might come. So one of the um, compliments of, of the abstractness is having to use more of your brain. So a big component of novelty playing part in cognition is it's not only that things should be fun for the brain,
but because they're fun and different, you're asking your brain more, it needs to do more. So by in asking it, it has to process more. So it's using more juice, let's say. Well, this one says, look for the, and then all the letters are overlapping and laying down and they're twisted around. That, that's correct. So that one, L, hmm, that one's gonna take me a minute. It might. To, to decipher that bottom line. It L -A. might. A, does that say laughter? It does indeed. Oh, wow. So let's go. Well, we can start here. So this is more of a baseline. So now we're entering neurosauce. So the objective here is the imagery has to make a phrase and it has to make sense at some, in some degree. And you're starting from left to right, top to bottom. Okay, well, we got, can you see? That's correct. So we have a can, a picture of a finger pointing and the word C and the E's are looking like glasses. Correct. And then we have an eye and a heart and then the finger pointing at me again. So can you see, I love you? Spectacular. So let's go here now. It's a little more involved. You are, or your brain is a gift that keeps giving. Spectacular. Try this one. Oh boy. People are, they're nuts. <laughs> I agree with you. It took me a second, like, wait a minute, those aren't bolts, they're nuts and peanuts. So, <laughs> Correct. So going back, that's a perfect example of, so when I'm making these games, when people ask me questions uh, at the end of sessions, I'm kind of already anticipating people are going to say certain things. Now, I'm, there isn't a day that doesn't go by, I'll be honest with you, that something new doesn't arise because again, to what I, I told you, everyone's experience is relative to what they associate an image or a symbol to be. So people tell me stuff and I go, and that kind of makes sense. But for the fact that you have nuts, people say bolts and I go, but where are the bolts? I go, that's a hardware store nut and that's just a peanut. And then they go, oh, and then you get that moment of like, oh, okay, I see where we're going. What do you got here? So we have a capital letter D that's made out of wood. Okay. And then we have tails. What does that say? E, B, A. So you'll see there's also another layer. It's a multi-layered program I have here. So the, um, I try to find a way of creating something that lends itself to the design. So when I'm designing it, I, I try to find a way to find an association that the individual might see subconsciously or might blatantly see. And I gave you kind of a, I kind of gave you a clue here, a big one. It's not the answer, but let's see. Well, there's, it's like basically it's the bottoms is a, the word the, and then big is in a magnifying glass and then there's a picture. So it's obviously the big picture. That is so correct. So we've got a D and tails. Correct. And then what is this word? E? You tell me. When you think of a uh, schematic or a blueprint, what is, um, in essence, what does one uh, make to use that? That's the operative word. So this is like letters inside. Like well, they're designed letters. They're yeah. Just, but they're, they're spelling That's the one that's going to throw me off. <laughs> it may. It might. E. So it's E-D-A. I can't tell if that's an O or. That word, that one's going to take me longer than we want to fool with on this. <laughs> since most of this is audio. I'll give you one more clue. So okay. talking about 
putting things together, you have, okay, so the first part we have details, blank the big picture. So details blank the big picture and that word is being designed or assembled. Think of a synonym for assembly or putting together or making. So we got, oh, details make the big picture? Make up the big Almost. picture? Almost. What's a synonym for, for make? You got six letters there. Bingo. Okay. <laughs> details. details create the big picture. Okay. That one would have taken me a minute. <laughs> Precisely. I know. Well, it's, it, again, it's very interesting. So as you're going through the session right now, I, I, I just, um, this was left off from my last client. So what it is, is it's kind of tailored to where I left off with an individual and I, I just kind of rev it up or I, I, I see how abstract they can be at one in one aspect, I might throw something else and then I might bring it to a, an area that they're more familiarized with. And then I'll come back and I'll see if I have something new or something more complex or. So what do you got here? I see love in your eyes. That'll your work. Face. Again, it's, it's viable. So it's as long as it makes sense to some degree, it makes sense. So that last image, mm -hmm. well, how do I see it? It could be a lot of stuff. So it could be to, you could, one could argue that they see, I see love in your eyes, or I see love in your face, or I see love in your smile, or, you know, it's all whatever they see as the, uh, some of them might not lend themselves that, you know, that loosely. Like, for example, this one might not. So this one says gravitate towards people who. Mm -hmm. Correct strengthen your and part of this is behind the uh, where do you see the r on your you've said it before oh strengthen you up oh lift you up aha the part that that's viable deadlift <laughs> it's it's viable there's a few there but that is viable what do you got here if you can you have a stormtrooper reading a book yes that was gonna throw me off if you can yeah something this you are not this little window keeps getting in the well the window oh, okay so if you can oh if you can read this you are not blind spectacular so let's try this one this is a two-parter <laughs> <laughs> well and we'll oh i'll speak i'll hit you somewhere else and then we can close this what do you got here okay well we got fingers pointing at we had two hands one they're both pointing at me so we get left and right hand and then the the letter R mm -hmm. and then a pile of words with the S can remote. Hmm. Okay. R words. I don't know. This one's going to take me forever. I think. Well, you identified that you've, you've said this word many times through the session thus far. I just put two hands now on an R. You've actually oh, okay, said so th that's that's the word you're again. That is correct. You threw me off with the two hands. <laughs> well, it's just different, you know. Your words okay. can Okay. Hmm. Remote does not make sense. Okay. Your let me show words... you let me show you the second bit and then we'll come back to the first bit. What okay, do you got so here? Then we got how. Uh -huh. And the W is a cr two croissants actually. How <laughs> you Correct. I'm gonna move the 
Mm, you have fingers on glass or a mirror or something there. Mm -hmm. Why is it that like your last image is throwing me off? <laughs> well, because it takes it's it it may it's not as familiar. But the kicker is at the end of all the games, once it's solved, you realize it's not that involved. You know, it's just we don't. It takes a minute. So how? So think of your senses and just look at the image and associate it with somewhere. Oh, so that's how you feel. Maybe, what do you got here now? Your words can change what? how you feel. Hey, that's valid. <laughs> I don't know you say that's valid. That means that's not necessarily the answer you were looking for. No, it means my job isn't to give you a definitive all the time. My job is just to make your brain use a way it doesn't typically use itself that's kind of how i look at neuroscience I well especially the remote to me is not it's not a changer even though that's what a remote control does i was being so, very literal with that picture. right but what you're doing is is precisely what i experience daily is individuals have an idea of something and all i'm doing is if it makes sense to you it makes sense to you how you interpret that change or that control or whatever you want to call that ultimately is going to have an effect with the individual, right? Mm -hmm. um, so let's see, try this one, two-part and we'll wrap on this one. How do you mm -hmm. throw a something party? Hang on a second, I got to move this window again. Here's your second half, let's see, we'll go back. So we got your, you are your planet. Bottom word is planet. You got the finger pointing at me again. So you, mm -hmm. oh, how do you throw a star party? You plan it. Hey got it. I have my some categories displayed on the website and um, others that I, I I've just been using in my sessions and stuff. So I try to have it not always as predictable or I guess try to keep some of that stuff. So when I'm doing my sessions, you know, people aren't exactly sure what I'm going to do, but, um, I've basically come up with just different games and, um, manners in which different types or areas of cognition can, can play. So those might be more involved, maybe more abstract. And then I might have things that are not as involved, but might, be more of a vestibular or a visual spatial component. I might have images that seem more faint, more far away that, you know, you might not be able for individuals that aren't able to articulate very well. All I need them to do is identify something, you know, but because I have so many things in the way, you know, it might take a little more time for them. So that's kind of where I play. I get, I, I basically try to make games it, in different capacities so people can have the opportunity to use their brain and hopefully get a kick, you know, an entertaining hour or whatever time duration out of it. So now is Neurosize going to be available like as an app online for people? To I'm doing everything with the online one-on-ones and I'm offering the program and it's basically, the, I have a starter program thing you get 45 games and then i'm going to do every month 10 new games and then i as i'm doing with you i talk to them for an hour i let them know the new material how it's going some of my games 
people have questions like how I come up with these things, et cetera. But then some of the games have questions that people start having conversations about that don't involve me. They, they see an interesting phrase, then they'll start talking about it because I like to play with words. So as of right now, um, I'm, I'm offering it, I'm going to offer it as a digital, you know, you can start, you can stop, but it's probably best if you keep going with the volumes, you know, as, as it evolves, because there's other things tied to it. And then, yeah. Makes sense. So where can we find Neurosize? Obviously online. <laughs> you can find it online. You can find it uh, on all the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, and um, the website is theneurosize.org. So it's theneurosize.org, right? Theneurosize.org, correct. The it amazes me the vast amount of ingenuity that comes out of caregivers who are dealing with people who take up a lot of mental and physical energy. An exorbitant amount of it, not just a lot, like just a crazy yeah. amount. So when I read some of these posts that caregiving blogs do in the day that they do, people think what I do, yeah, it looks interesting. There's a lot to it, but it's because I can do it. If I had to do what caregivers do, it's a whole other mindset. So it's nice that there's so many of us providing information and different things for people taking care of loved ones with memory loss 100 percent. i could i mean i think it's a blessing we have technology it's a blessing because could you fathom not very long ago at all as a matter of fact just not having all these outlets and all these all these ways of connecting with something that could add some sort of value to your day and you know it's it's a good thing it's definitely a good thing. Well, I appreciate this. Thank I'm you, definitely going to check out the website because that was fun. Thank you. And good luck with Neurosize. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you'll be greatly successful. From what is that saying? From your mouth to God's ears, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to pull up the still images from the social media channels, be sure to take a few minutes and check them out on the YouTube channel. I think you'll get a lot more out of them there. I hope you enjoyed this session with Gabriel and I. The games are really a lot of fun and they do really make you kind of think in a fun way. It's not a brain challenge like many of the cognitive games that we've probably all played. And the best thing about this is you can probably play this with your loved one if they are in the earlier or middle stages of their disease. It's also something you can maybe do as a family. I spent months looking for ways to connect with my mom, to have enjoyable visits and do things that were good for her and not just sit around and watch TV. And I really wish Neurosize had been around much earlier in her disease. Mom would have really enjoyed these games because they're creative and they're fun and they didn't involve math. I don't like math. Most listeners know that. Also, be sure to check out our fully revamped website. There are lots of articles, resources, even recipes from yours truly, all designed to help caregivers and people living with Alzheimer's or dementia navigate their life. It's designed for healthy lifestyles, information, and resources that you're probably going to need sooner or later in the journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a fantastic week. And as always, 
I will be in your ears again next Tuesday. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.